Welcome to Homemade in Alberta, featuring the rising stars of Alberta country music and their songs. My name is Sarah Scott. Thanks so much for hanging out today. In the spotlight this week, coming out of Edmonton, is the very talented, very fun Avenue 65. I got the chance to speak with Joe and Jeff of the duo, and it was so much fun. Editing this interview, I was smiling ear to ear the whole time. You're gonna love it. Now, of course, in this episode, you are going to learn a lot more about Avenue 65, and they kind of give us a bit of a deep dive into the behind-the-scenes action of the duo and all the work that they put into Avenue 65. You can hear the passion they have for music and the industry as a whole throughout this whole interview. And it's so wonderful and it's so inspiring. We also talk about how when they are pitched to songs from other songwriters, how do they know and when do they know it is a song for them to sing, produce, and put out into the world. We also discuss their songwriting too. And of course, so much more. And of course, you are going to hear their latest release, their super fun single, Old Money. Well, I'm pretty darn excited for this episode, so let's jump right on into it. Well, first off, Joe and Jeff, thank you so much for joining me this morning for Homemade in Alberta. It's an absolute pleasure to get you on today. So from what I have read, you guys have been playing together for a number of years. You guys met on a youth trip for musicians. You fell in love. You got married. And well, now you're playing music together and you have been for quite some time. That is amazing. But let's go back to the very beginning. Where did it start for you two on your musical journey? Oh, that's a good question. And that was a good little, little summary, um, of our history. We, we actually, yeah, we actually met through music, um, a long time ago. Jeff is from Saskatchewan and I'm from Australia and we were part of a sort of a youth musical touring program and we met each other then, toured all over the world, all over North America and Europe in a musical. It decided at the sort of near to the end of that year that we, might kind of start dating. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so we did. And I went on to travel with them for about another uh, six to eight months and decided before I went back to Australia that uh, I would go to Saskatchewan and, and, uh, spend some, yeah. time, with, spend some time with my family and, yeah. and hung around the farm for, for a couple of months. Then we finished, I finished harvest with my dad that fall. And, uh, Joe had went back to Australia and, uh, I went and got myself a visa and, Went over to Australia for a year to to hang out with her and her family. Yeah. So I left Australia and I came back uh, 18 months later and was like, hey, guys, uh, so I'm engaged. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, of course, my family absolutely loved Jeff. So we spent a, a year in Australia. We got married there and just ended up on a whim coming back to Canada because Jeff's visa ran out and we were at the time saying, oh, we can move back to Australia anytime. Or we, we just didn't really know what we were going to do. We were just starting brand new. So we kind of showed up in Alberta and with a suitcase and 500 bucks and uh, said, let's make a life. And that's what we did. And we've been here ever since. That's basically the backstory about how we met. <laughs> that sounds like the best adventure ever and the best way to meet and the best way to make a duo. That is just the coolest story. <laughs> you know what it is? And I think like because we traveled so like all over the place and we, we know we had like, we didn't have a lot of sleep. We had a lot of stuff going on. We saw each other 
at our absolute best. And then we knew each other, okay, when they were tired and like a little stressed. So we'd kind of been through a lot in that year together that we knew, yeah, we knew this was right. We knew we were meant for each other. <laughs> so it was for like, sure, cause isn't there that yeah. saying that you should go on a vacation with someone for a week before you decide to marry them or something. <laughs> and you guys were on a consistent vacation and you worked it out. So that's cool. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think nowadays that would even be better because there's a little bit of stress involved in traveling. And so you see, you know, how somebody's going to handle it. So yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, from the sounds of it, you, Joe, you were touring through Alberta and you were doing more of a solo career before you did meet Jeff, of course. And then during the pandemic, it was described as a gentle but kind pressure to join you with performing and the pandemic kind of helped you guys come together as a duo. Absolutely. That, again, a very good description. When we settled in Alberta, we both kind of got jobs for a bit. Jeff went into his field, I went into mine, and I always pursued music like as an artist. And about five years into that, I really went full-time into music. So yeah, I had been playing solo acoustic all over Alberta as my full-time gig for a lot of years. And Jeff was immensely supportive of that and you know we raised kids through that and the whole time Sarah I was like please join me please let's just do this let's just do one song and and Jeff was always really reluctant just because well I'll let him talk but he doesn't really like the stage as much I suppose it's a little bit more he likes to be in the background a little bit more (laughs) yeah yeah gentle but kind that's uh those are very good words to use uh to describe how we finally got a lot more interested in doing this as a duo but yeah i i think that's that's a fair description joe like i my i i always i grew up around uh kind of a, a my mom was very musical involved with a lot of we didn't have really any musical theater in my school when i was a kid but we spent a lot of time going to church and doing the church choirs and and some plays and a few things there, but always sort of a bit more background harmony kind of vocals and and off to the side and and not really liking the attention. But you know, over the course of the years of watching Joe travel and and attend all these attend all the music festivals and like the Alberta country music activities and and Canadian country music, it was. I was sort of on the peripheral watching and and learning and getting familiar with with the organizations and the names and Joe would practice a lot and and at home and I would always kind of he's always singing a harmony you know, in the background pop in, pop in and <laughs> yeah. do a little singing and make a few little cameos on on her uh on her recordings when when the pandemic hit it was it's basically I, I worked at home for a couple of years obviously that put us 24 seven proximity yeah. to each other. And yeah, yeah it just kind of organically happened. I think, you know, you, you, you did ask me, but I was always kind of interested. I just, and even to this day, I still, I, I enjoy the fun. I love music and I love singing with Joel, you know, being on the stage and stuff is, is a little bit more of a challenge for me, but I think the part that I embraced that helped me, helped me get on, on the stage and stand beside Joel and do the, some singing was, to see how much enjoyment people have with music. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's less about my uncomfortable feeling and more about sharing our, our love of music with others. Beautiful and well put. Yeah. Well, I always told Jeff, like every time we did something together and we, we would just post like a little Facebook, you know, video, people just absolutely loved it. And I think it's because we loved it so much. For me, this is my dream project getting to sing with Jeff. I know how good Jeff is. Jeff doesn't know how good Jeff is. 
I always said, you know, people are going to love it so much. And he always was like, what, what, why would anyone want to hear me sing? You know, and I was like, because it's great and it's fun and it's the spirit of it all. And so when we decided to do it, Jeff said to me, I'll only do it if it's always fun. <laughs> if it doesn't get to be fun, you know, because it can get to be a little bit stressful. You're worrying about this and that you're getting production. And that's really just been our rule is like make great music, work with great people and have fun. And if those three sort of boxes aren't ticked, we're not doing it. And so I think that's actually worked really, really well for this. Yeah. So I think people really resonate with it too, because, you know, they see it. There's a lot less um stress involved. <laughs> for sure. And how are you guys keeping it fun? Because yeah, the music industry can be quite tough sometimes. So how are you guys keeping it fun? Well, I mean, I think for me, like those three rules are the big things. Work with great people, you know, the, the songwriters that we, that we work with. We have a great joint venture deal with, with Doug Falcons, who's just an incredible person and um, a good business person. We love our producers so much. We just did a show on Friday with some of our greatest friends who backed us and it was so much fun. Just really just keeping it to where we really are, are enjoying every step because I think you need that to offset the other stuff that can feel a bit stressful. So just having done it for so long, I, I kind of knew that going into it. Yeah, I always wanted it to be that. I have probably a little bit of a different perspective from Joel because I've I've always been more at arm's length to to the industry. Also, we're not, we're not in our late teens or early twenties anymore. Yeah. So there's a little bit more of a, I don't know if maturity is the right word, but our goal is to maybe less noise. We don't respond to as much of the, the industry and the, and some of the pressures that maybe those that are, are really trying to, to start their career at. We've, we've developed our careers separately and also as a, as a duo as well with music. So our move forward is just, we know what we want to do and it doesn't really matter. We want to do things that are fun and well-received and we want to enjoy and, yeah. and share our love for music. Like I was saying earlier, but at the end of the day, it's, it's about what we want. And I will admit, and I, Joe, Joe and I balance each other. out. <laughs> That's well. true. That's the other part of it. And, yeah. You know, yeah. there's areas where Joe will focus on things more like Hey, you know what we, you know, Jeff, I know you don't really care for social media a whole lot and you don't go on, you don't have a Twitter account and you're not on Facebook much, but she'll do those things. But I'll also help her unplug from those from time to time and say, Hey, look, those things don't matter at the end of the day. It's, it's about us and it's about our family and, and sharing, sharing this joy with others. And I, th I think that's my perspective on it. Yeah. I love that balance between you two. Like, you got the business side, you got the relaxing side, you got the organized side, you got the relaxing side. <laughs> yeah, that was a big thing for us too, because what I knew that this was going to work because Jeff and I are wildly kind of different people. Like we are, we are the sort of opposite. Jeff is this really calm, relaxed, chill guy. And I'm a little bit more kind of neurotic, kind of, you know, crazy, you know, thought, always thinking about stuff. And so we do balance each other out. But the one thing that we are exactly the same on is that our love of music. We love the exact same songs, yeah, right? We have a very particular yeah. taste and of style of music that we enjoy. 
So that that's helped us bond where we, yeah. you know, we'll hear a song and we'll look at each other and we'll shake our head, say, nah, you know, I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah. And then, but we, we tend to love. When we hear a song, I'm like, Jeff will love right. it. I know Jeff will that's love right. it. Like <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. So that actually that- was almost going to lead me to my next question, actually talking about if you guys had two different musical tastes and how you guys blended them together to make the music that you have now. But from the sounds of it, you guys like the same song. So it works. Yeah. (laughs) But I will admit like then, you know, and I know Australia is, it's very similar to Canada in many ways, but there's also many differences too. And and Joe grew up listening to very different music than I did. Like for me, a lot of the music that I grew up on is a lot of, and this probably leads to some of my love for harmony, like the Statler brothers or, the Oak Ridge Boys or Alabama, um, just a lot of, you know, music that had a lot of different voices on it and more of a traditional and old school country. But Joe, Joe had a different yeah. experience. I, I was, I was just a music lover from day one. My dad was a musician. I listened to Motown and, you know, Beatles and R and B. And then my dad went into his country phase and era and we kind of, you know, Garth Brooks was a big thing. And so I kind of blended all of those together as well. Yeah. Ultimately, when we hear a song we love, we're like, we should cover this. Or we should do this. This is mm-hmm. perfect. <laughs> so, and, and it even goes beyond like the traditional music. Like we, we also have a real enjoyment for musical theater. I, I never did a lot of musical theater, but an appreciation for it. And like, for example, we would go to new, if we were in New York, we'll go to. We'll go watch something on Broadway and and we just, we really like that. And we have very, very similar interests there too. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So you guys, your musical style, and even as you explained it right now, is a blend of traditional themes and contemporary sounds. So when you guys sit down in a room to write a song together, you spoke about how you hear some songs and you're like, yes, I want to make it like that. Or you're inspired by certain artists or certain sounds. So when you sit in a writing room, whether it's with you two or you're doing co-writes, how do you guys create a song? Well, interestingly, we a lot of these songs that we have recorded are songs that have been pitched to us by songwriters. So we haven't actually co-written the songs that we've recorded so far. And there's a good reason for that is because I write a lot, but I don't write the kind of music that I really might be begging for like radio attention right now. So, and, and I recognize that because I've been in this for a long time. So the songs that we have um, chosen, we'll, we'll sit down and, and listen to them. We know right away if it's a message that we want to give, if it's a lyric that we can hang our hat on, so to speak, and if it'll work for us and our voices. And then what we do is we actually sing it. We will get on a microphone and we'll sing it and sing it and sing it. Just me and my guitar and our two voices. And we'll know if it's meant for us once we sing it. And we'll sing it in like four different keys and we'll mess it around. And then Jeff will sing one verse and I'll sing one and we'll like change. I'll sing the harmonies. He'll, and we'll kind of like pre-produce it before we even decide if we want to actually produce it. And that's kind of our process. Yeah. And in, in rights that we have been part of, I think both Joe and I have this common understanding that whatever it is that, that gets put down on paper, part of that creative process, it needs to be something that we relate to. And if you listen to the music that we, we have created now, it's, it's stories that we, we have some experience with and, and again, relatable to. And yeah, I, I think that's the important part for us. We, we don't, we don't write or, or choose music that, we can't connect with. I think that's yeah. uh, that's the thing. 
For sure. So it sounds like you have connected, of course, with Touch My Heart, Heart of My Hometown, as well as here, the wonderful song Without Crowns. So you guys have a few songs out already, and we're going to be talking about your new one here, Old Money, in a few minutes. But Jeff, earlier you were talking about getting organized with music associations and finding financial support and getting more organized with more kinds of networks for music people and music clubs and networking and all those kinds of things. So for other artists and other duos or bands that are also independent and emerging, do you have any advice for them that you guys experienced learning how to become a part of the associations, learning how to network, learning how to find grant money, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. My first suggestion would be find a partner that's really good at it. <laughs> and uh you know, I think my thoughts on that are just just be yourself. You know, people like you for who you are. Um, and you know what? At the end of the day, not everybody will be able to connect with you. And that, that's no different than having people that that like your music or, or don't quite like your music or maybe it's not their style. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just about, you know, setting setting a goal is important or having a milestone that you want to reach is important. And recognizing what you need to do to work towards that. And one of the things that, that, that Joe and I talk about, success comes a lot from doing things that other people maybe aren't willing to do. That could be, you know, playing a, a show or a gig somewhere that's far away or requires a ton of preparation or, or whatever it is. There's, there's a lot of different examples about that, but you have to be willing to take on some of those challenges and, and instead of thinking about the 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 burden that it might bring on you and the extra work and making you tired, you have to think about what the benefits are from from following through that process. What it's going to feel like when you reach that milestone, or you reach that goal, and that's that's kind of my focus. And that's not just isolated to music at all either. That's other things in your life, dreams that you have, or goals that you want to set, or places you want to travel to. I mean, it's it's. It's just that mindset you have to be in and, and be open to new ideas, open to meeting new people. And and Joe and I, we, we talk often about being flexible. And uh, we have I have this I have this 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 saying that I, I, I use with other people sometimes, Joe and I not, maybe not so much with Joe, but you know, the, the reason the dinosaurs went extinct there, if you want to think about it that way, is because they couldn't adapt to to scenarios or to to, to change. And I think that's where for us, it's just staying open to ideas and meeting new people. And if somebody throws an idea at you, instead of saying no or yes, or, you know, it's just like, hey, well, let me think about that for a sec. That that actually might be kind of fun or I might have a, you know, or or provide some feedback and say, you know what, I, I like that, but let's try this a little bit different and. And, and work your way through it. That's really, really great advice right there. That is fantastic. So speaking of goals and speaking of success, you guys have recently gotten into the top 10 around the second round ballot for the Horizon Group Duo of the Year for the Country Music Alberta Awards. Congratulations on that. That is so well-deserved. I was so happy to see your guys' name there on the voting page. And that's great. So we got to talk about your goals that you guys want to achieve as Avenue 6 so that is one achievement here. What else would you guys like to do in the future? Well, we have three more songs coming out. We're yes. actually working. Yeah, we've got one that's already already produced. And then two that we're working on right now that are getting produced. And that's going to make up our sort of first album full project. 
So that's our first milestone is to get sort of to, to the end of that. And I actually, you know, Avenue 65 has become kind of a bit of a brand for us now. And I really enjoy that about sort of building that. So I'm going to work on building our brand a little bit, maybe some offshoot things. As we all know, in this industry, it's really good to have like different streams of income and different ways that you do things. And so we're going to work on that. You know, we know who our fan base is. We know who our audience are and people who like to follow us. And so we're going to maybe work on a little bit of a, a brand, maybe an apparel brand that's coming with that. And so I would say too, for people out there who are who are doing this, that's been a big thing for me throughout my career. I'm always looking for funding opportunities, even if it's not within the music um, realm. There are funds out there for small businesses. So if your music business is a small business, you can get a little bit of help with that. So I'm working on all those things in the background just slowly every day. <laughs> so <laughs> lots of goals. And I would say, again, just to keep on making what we feel is really good music, really great music, working with really great people and yeah. and just having fun doing it. That's always the top three for us. For sure. So with all that said, because there is a lot of behind the scenes work that the general public does not see about your guys's work and about the music industry. What is something I know that Joe, you did music for quite some time. And I know Jeff, that you've also done music as well, but what was something that may have surprised you or something unexpected that popped up when you started to take Avenue 65 a lot more seriously? Like what was something in the industry that you're like, Whoa, I did not expect this. You know, I think it just changes so much all the time, but I think it's just this huge awareness for, for us that we make music now as kind of a way to connect with people. The music used to be what you sold. You know, we still could sell a CD. You still could go on the road and sell your music. Now the music is truly the connection piece. And then everything else is like the business around that. So that's a real mindset change. It's like not being upset about it. You know, I'm not upset about the fact that people don't really buy CDs anymore or that streaming, you know, it doesn't pay that much anymore that we have to figure it out, but it is what it is. And so I think that makes me more determined to make music that people really want to connect to because that's the connection piece. And then everything else from there is like getting them getting to know you you know, having some purpose behind what you're doing and why people would want to sort of support you or follow you or or listen to this music. So I think for me, starting this piece, this Avenue 65 piece, that was the huge change in my mindset. That was, I, I don't know if it's so much surprising, but I was like, okay, I really have to embrace this because it's no use being like, oh, it's so sad that it's, it's so hard to sell music now. <laughs> <laughs> You just got to find a way to do it and try to do it authentically. So that was the biggest change for me. For yeah. me, it was kind of a just a, it was just a surprise within my own household of the, how much work Joe actually puts into promoting and, and preparing and, you know, keeping our, our Avenue 65 name out in the public. It, like I said, I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't get onto social media a ton, but I recognize how much work it is and hats off to Joe because she is something that she does quietly behind the scenes. And, and it's something we, we sort of talked about when we started this process. She's, you know, what, I'll look after this stuff. And for me, I just heard, yeah, she's, she's got this. And then 
working alongside Joe and, and being in the same house together, you know, especially through the pandemic. And I, I was surprised how much effort it takes. So that that was probably the surprise for me. And I appreciate yeah. I appreciate the work that Joe does for that because it, it really is beneficial to to our cause and, and to sharing our music with others. Amazing. Absolutely love that. So before we talk about and play old money here in a couple of minutes, I gotta ask. What have been some of the highlights as Avenue 65 so far? Oh, gosh. Well, I think old money is a big highlight for us. We were sort of working our way into, you know, developing a sound. And and we definitely have this small town, um, <laughs> um, you know, theme, vibe. And we love this track so much. And when it came out a couple of weeks ago on Spotify, we we got a lot of attention from the biggest Spotify editorial playlist, which... Any artist who's listening will know that can be really difficult to do as an indie. And I think the love for it that has, it has been shown online. I mean, we know it's a great song. And you know, when you put it out, you always think like, yeah, it's great and people are going to love it, but you never know what the reaction is going to be. And I think that was just a huge highlight. Like the reaction in the first few weeks, we've been added now to over 1100 playlists worldwide in the first two weeks, which is kind of blowing my mind that there's, it's literally brought us so many new listeners, so many new people, like 16,000 new people with their eyes on our song. That's kind of mind blowing for us as a little mm. indie act here yeah. in, in Alberta. So that was a big highlight for me. My, my highlights are probably, I think for me is, is how, how much support we get locally it's the random messages from people say hey i didn't know you were involved with this avenue 65 like these <laughs> yes. random comments and they're like we listen to your song and we just we just really like it and the best example i can i can give you sarah is i, I play in a 35 and over hockey league in a small town in leduc actually not far from here when we had released i, I can't remember which single it was but i walked into the dressing room we were getting ready for the game and and i know all the guys and we listen to music a lot when we're getting ready, you know, getting dressed and stuff. All of a sudden, they start playing our single <laughs> in the hockey dressing room. And the guys were all like kind of high five and saying, hey, we love this song. Great, great music. Like, this is really cool. And as goofy as it sounds, that's a moment that I will never forget. And a bunch of hockey buddies that I'm like... You know, it was, it was not embarrassing, but it was just, it just really floored me. And it really, it really moved me. I was, I had a pretty good smile for the rest of the day. <laughs> I can't even remember if we won or lost the game, but that was a good moment. No, that's a win. That's definitely a win on your behalf. Of course, all your friends high five and you and saying, heck yeah, this is a great song. Both of those answers were just incredible. I love hearing about those numbers. I love hearing about getting on those curated playlists. And I know it's just going to keep happening more and more and more for you guys. And I'm so excited to see where you're career goes with Avenue 65. And I got one more question here before we do play and talk about old money here, but we got to talk about the name Avenue 65. It comes from a very special place from my understanding. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Joe and I, like she said earlier in the, in the conversation, we, when we moved back from Australia to, to Canada and we were, we were looking for places to stay and, and I found, uh, we kind of picked you know, Alberta and some places in Saskatchewan is wherever we sort of found a job. And, and lucky we, we landed in Edmonton. We rented a, a little apartment for a while and, and, but we knew we had, we had some bigger, bigger dreams and we wanted our own house. And at the time, you know, it's, and even by today's standards, it's tough for, for young couples to get into a house. And, 
but we found this kind of old post-war era home and it was on 65th Avenue in Edmonton. It's the place kind of where, where it all kicked off for us. It's our life started there together. We, we started building our, our future. We, we brought our kids to that home. It was small, very, it was very, 800 square feet. It was, yeah, <laughs> it was, it was a simple, it was a simple home, but you know what? It did everything that we needed to, to do. It, it kept us safe. It provided shelter and and a place to build memories and love. And we moved away from that place quite a few years ago. But it's that one spot where it's that beginning point for our life together that really we have these fantastic memories, photos and things that we look back at. We're like, we're those people who we cannot not drive past it when we're in Edmonton. But recently, they actually demolished it so they it it, it was like we almost like we're so glad that we called it avenue 65 because now we have that memory forever but they're putting a big fancy duplex there in 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 its place it was just a little old house and i always felt like it was just a castle it was just amazing yeah (laughs) i love that so much thank you so much for spending a few minutes with me this morning for homemade in alberta here but we got to talk about one more thing and play your song old money so before i play old money Tell us more about the song. Well, this is, I'll, I'll let Jeff speak too. I won't talk too much. This is, for me, it's fun. I love this song. When you hear it, it makes you want to dance. It's upbeat, energetic. It's like, a, it's a nod to that traditional kind of, I don't know, wash, you know, washboard band kind of feel, but it's contemporary at the same time. So, and it, of course, what I, it's got those lyrics that are the small town truths that we like to talk about in mm-hmm. it. So. That's what we we really loved about it. How about you? Dan? Yeah, yeah, and that's a for all the reasons that Joe just mentioned too. And in addition, the the lyric I I grew up and sort of Joe, we grew up in these small communities. I grew up in a small farming community. A couple of the lines like it's neighbors helping neighbors. It, that's how I grew up. It's it's uh, the handshake, handshake on a deal. On a deal. Like, I mean, yeah. that was that was my dad. Yeah. He just like. You you look somebody in the eye, you shake their hand, and and that's it. Like that's you know Your the it's done, is- right? The generations of farmers and and business owners that would hand their businesses down to their to their kids and their grandkids, and it just connected with me on on so many levels. And and that's the truth to and not just you know not just where I grew up, but small towns all over Alberta. You'll hear that from many stories and many of my friends that I know that. They've, they've had businesses with their, with their families or parents or friends and neighbors. It's just, it speaks volumes of truth. I think that's a really interesting point to bring up here before I add the song in is Joe, you mentioned earlier that you guys are wanting to be as authentic as possible with your songs. And you also mentioned that this one, Old Money, was definitely a massive highlight for you for the amount of playlists that got on, the amount of listeners that you now have. And from the sounds of it, this song is all you guys, 110%. And people are hearing that. And I think that's a great message to tell other artists as well. Like, this is what authenticity does. 100%. If you can say those are the lines that just ring true to me, and if you love playing it, other people are going to respond and love it. 100%. Exactly. Now, introduce this song for us here. All right. Well, this is our brand new single. Just went out to Canadian radio on January 20th. It's called Old Money. The name on the mailbox never changes When you grow up in a hand-me-down home 
We're all sons and fathers, mothers and daughters Cause roots run deep where family trees grow This town was made from home money And it's put away for the next generation Ain't it funny? We earn it, spend it, it comes around again yeah. Same dollar, different day Roll around the collection plate Work that way Everybody's running on Avenue 65 with their song Old Money. That song and all of their music is available wherever you buy, download, or stream your songs right now. And of course, you can follow along on their very exciting, very promising musical adventures on social media platforms under Avenue 65 and of course on their website, avenue65music.com. A massive, massive thank you going out to Joe and Jeff for chatting on this episode of Homemade in Alberta. That was a ton of fun. Still smiling over here and you are more than welcome back anytime. That has been your homemade in Alberta for this week. Thank you so much for hanging out. My name is Sarah Scott. Have a great rest of your day.